Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Creative Contact. I'm your host, Key Orion, the man who is obsessed with making great music and teaching you how to make your own. Thank you much, so much for tuning in, whether you're tuning in on audio, whether you're tuning in on video. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that so much. I really do. The fact that you're tuning in, one of my, one of my four listeners, it means the world. And this is going to be an interesting episode. I've had a lot on my mind the last week. There's also construction going on at the moment, so if it sounds crazy, it is. I apologize, but the pod must go on. It must, because who else, you know, is going to bring you these Kia philosophical uh, life stories to to my tea cookie? So, y'all, a lot of my a lot of my mind the last week, and I'm not going to lie, it was a it was a hard week. It was a really it was tough, but I had some serious deep talks. I realized two of my best friends who I catch up with on a regular basis are en route to becoming therapists, and that's really helpful. And then just a few other, you know who you are if you play a play therapist for me. It's just really nice having that support and having people who care. And I think that in of itself, man, is such a game changer. And so I've just had a lot on my mind in terms of trying to figure out. You guys know, late, lately I've had a lot of, I've I've had a lot of kind of next steps on my mind, thinking about kind of where are we at and what's coming next. And so a couple of things I just want to walk through with you guys and and talk to you about. I've been taking notes kind of throughout the the week. Whenever something hits me, I'll be like, ooh, I think that'd be fun to talk about with you on the pod. And there, there's a lot. I think one. I've mentioned this before, but from watching that Kanye documentary, that's been resonating with me. I've been working through it once a week, and so we'll start with a little bit more kind of, we'll have a little bit like foreplay, some conversational foreplay, start kind of lighthearted, and then we'll dive into the deeper stuff. But long story short, or long story longer now because it's a pod, I've been doing the MMA and boxing training maybe four or five days a week. Still lifting, you know, staying fit, getting on my fitness adventure. It's my second month in Brazil. It goes fast. That's kind of crazy. And I've really, and I have, because I'm working on my Portuguese, but I, I hang out with my trainer, and then maybe there's a couple other folks in the class, maybe one or two other people. And then I see my massage. I'm going to get massages. I think I might still have the bruises on me, if you can tell, from the cupping, which is terrible. But I get this, like, sport. She just, like, hits me with the elbow, hits me with the WWE elbow. And But other than them, I'm pretty I'm pretty much spending most of this time alone. So, you know, talking with you guys. But the, the point is it's it's, like, a very introspective kind of reflective period. And that's intentional, right? I've kind of like told you before with the monk mode shit, sworn off ladies for now, just kind of doing my thing, not really trying to make friends, not doing nomad community stuff. And actually, I take it back. My one other friend here who's Brazilian, her name's Marina, will maybe link up once a week. Shout out to Marina. And she'll kind of show me some cool stuff in Brazil. We've been on this. We went out on like a boat out to this restaurant that was like on the water on the backside of this lagoon. I was like, this place is, is beautiful. Anyways, I say all that to say, I've had a lot of time to think and I'm spending a lot more time in this sort of meditative state. So a lot less time listening to podcasts and music and more time just walking 
and observing my thoughts and thinking, trying to take things, think about things a little, uh, maybe one step more removed from, from myself in terms of just kind of life in general. And it's been, it's been rad. I think one thing about spending time near the water is I've realized how much more time I spend present. Like I'll have the thought like, wow, this is beautiful. And then think about the, think about having that thought and be like, I need to just take this moment and like pause the music or pause the pod, whatever it is. And I think that's one thing for me has been living in places that are beautiful that really help me feel more grounded, more present. It's almost like a hack into feeling more present because so often you're just struck with natural beauty or if even if it's architecture, it's a beautiful city, you're struck with moments. I guess that's what it is. You're struck with the moment and you're aware of the moment and to really kind of lean into those more that I think for me has really helped me feel more happy isn't the right word, but more at peace, right? There are some days I kind of oscillate between like completely at peace like this is all I could ever want and then also days of like kind of real discomfort of wanting more and I think one thing too when I was walking around the other day I was every morning I walked to the gym to go train and I was walking to the gym one morning and I was like what's another reason that being out here and traveling have helped me the last four years I really feel like my life started in a way I feel like I I had a certain type of life and then I really became more like of myself and still becoming but those four years were so transformative and one thing that I was taking notes on was the perspective I think in the everyday witnessing what reality looks like in the day-to-day for a lot of other people in the world that it's hard to get bent out of shape that I'm not a famous rapper when you you really get to see what most people's lives look like and in doing that it's you're just it's not very subtle right it's almost like you you're faced with this immense poverty and tragedy daily that is that is really powerful and i it almost sounds weird saying that because i don't want to say i don't want it to feel like i'm like like pitying these people like wow life is terrible so my life is great but it does help add i think that layer of reality to to thinking about life that it's really easy at least I know in the states when I was there and still on the internet it's so easy to get caught up on likes and follows and how do I blow up and TikTok and YouTube like just the game of it all or you promote whatever it is like the the perception of more that we're kind of always chasing that those things I don't think are meaning the reality of life for so many people is just very evident. And when that's when that sits with me, I, I meet a lot of people too. When you leave the States, you realize how, how the perception of the States and how a lot of people 
might spend their entire life just trying to get to the States, which is insane. It's like something that we just wake up with, or if you're born in it, like you just got it. And it's like, we just take that for granted. And I have a buddy right now, one of my good buddies, Vlad, if you listen to pod, you know, I talk about him a lot. We caught up the other day and he was talking about wanting to move possibly to the back to the States for a little bit to Miami and what he would have to do to try to get a visa and then to try to, he would like, or maybe he had like marry somebody to make it happen. And just these things of like, just to have the passport and the citizenship alone is so powerful. And I was being driven home in an Uber on Tuesday night. And the lady I was chatting with, she was, she was a driver. I was in my crappy Portuguese. We were from like, she was a lawyer, but because the way the economy is right now in Brazil, she's driving Uber because she makes more money driving Uber than she does as a lawyer. And so it's just in those conversations that I'm so, I'm faced with my own reality and my own shortcomings and the regards of my ego and this this lust for more that those things it's it's easy to fool yourself i think yourself meaning myself but i think people do this all the time and you can see it and, and i realize i do this as well as you 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 that that ego is is there as a kind of a protection and so it almost feels invisible it, it almost frames things for us. I think that was one of the powers of the ayahuasca experience is when you're able to strip that away, it kind of lets you see truth easier. And I think that ego can be really powerful because that self-belief, especially watching this Kanye doc, one of the reasons why he's able to go for it all is because he believes he's a genius. He believes that the world like needs to hear his music and he creates incredible art for years and years. His latest stuff is still good. It's not my favorite, but I, you know, some of those other albums are classics. And when I think about this a lot, it really resonates with me, the power of needing that ego and that self-belief in order to propel yourself to feel like you, you want to go for the next step, right? I think that that is one of the reasons why I feel very driven and excited about making music and, and having a career in music and, and to even have a shot to do something like that. It feels achievable. As crazy as it is, it doesn't feel so far away, as crazy as that is. And I think that is driven by an ego piece. Say, hey, I, I, that's why I get frustrated sometimes. I'll see these Kanye kind of, so I'm like, dude, like, I swear that I could do that. I just need to find out a way to get there. But that's also coupled with this feeling, I think, of entitlement. So I want to tell you guys a story and I think it's that entitlement or that expectation and that's really what I've been trying to, to strip down where when I feel this tension between with un, not unhappiness but maybe a little bit unhappiness or feeling maybe a little discontent and it's I think this this battle to try to bend the world to my will. Ah, but the ayahuasca told me too. The ayahuasca was like, I'm going to break you, bitch. I'm going to break you down. You have to let go. 
and I think I'm always trying to like bend it things like this. Con- I have this kind of control thing. Discipline thing. I'm like trying to like, how can I figure this out? It's almost like how to force it rather than just accepting this very Buddhist, but of just accepting as it is. And how can I maneuver and appreciate this life as it is reality as it is and maneuvering and, you know, with it, maneuvering through it, that that's a dance. And that's been something I've been working on. And so it's these expectations of what I thought life would be, what I thought I would be. And trying to trying to marry those those ideas of who I think I am, who I actually am, and who I want to be, the man that I strive to be. And like where those three kind of actually intercept can be can be challenging of like who I this man versus who I always thought I would be is tough. And I think especially because we put pressure on ourselves, with these time brackets of like who I thought I would be at 30, where I thought it would be at 30 compared to where I actually am. And so that's where expectations come in. And that's something I want to talk to you about. So when I was in high school, there was this, or if you don't know, long and short of it is there's this organization It was called Key Club. And I was, I, I thought that was my shot to college. So I got super into it. And it was a big organization. It was like, it's your, it's like project, student projects, and you get involved with the community, and it's, it's cool. But at the time, it was, I thought, it was like my one shot to college, so I went, like, balls to the wall all the way in. At the end of my college, my end of college, in my high school, by my senior year, I was the president of the entire organization, like, in the world. There was, like, this big conference every year, and I'd go, and... It was really cool to get a little taste of what it's like to set your mind to something and to go achieve it. And I think because of that, that started this, I, I started to gain the self-belief of like, man, if I, if I really want to, I can do, I can, if I set my mind to things, I can do things. And it was like my first time I really saw that you can achieve really cool things if you, if you go for it. At the same time, that same year, I was rejected from every single university I applied to, except for one. And so that was kind of that juxtaposition again, you know, expectations versus reality. There are so many memes about this. But I think I sort of then feel like I had this incredible, I had a lot of potential. I was like, okay, this is, I'm, you know, I can do some really cool things. I can do great things. And then going to college started to, you know, the first year was rocky, but then started to pick it up and did a great job after that and and had a really cool time in college. And then in life, I haven't been able to, because life isn't this, you do this, you do this, do this, and then you get there. So, I mean, depending on the career, but for me in music, it's not like you do this, you do this, and then you're a rock star. But like, it's been really, I've had a hard time navigating that that expectation of potential of feeling like I really could do really cool things, of feeling greatness, and then not living up to it, and realizing that I think a lot of people feel this way, that you have like something really powerful inside of you, 
but you aren't exactly sure how to unleash it or where to direct it. And maybe, again, I can't speak for everybody. Maybe this is something that I just lucked out and got from having a fantastic mom and dad who instilled the self-belief in me. Maybe some folks, I assume a lot of folks actually probably don't have that. But if you do, you know what I'm talking about. You feel it there. And so that's been something that I've been really wrestling with lately is, again, this expectation of what I thought I would be, what I thought I could be, and who I am. And at the same time, on the other hand, trying to, this is what I was leading with, with the whole being out here and being in Asia and Mexico and, and seeing, seeing other people's realities, is that this is still, even with those things aside, expectations and, and potential, whatever, there's still, I'm still in the like point, like the super, 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 super 1% of like people who have a great life. That like I get to travel and make music and I'm still working on figuring out how to make more money through the, through the online business. But I make enough that I support a lot. Like it's pretty, all things considered, it's a pretty rad life. And to still feel that discomfort, I think, has been something that is, sometimes I'll feel even guilty for, for wanting these things. But I think that that striving of wanting to fulfill your purpose, I don't think I'm alone in feeling that, right? I think, I think you might even feel that a little bit too. Is It's like, how do, you, how do you really feel like you're, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing? And this is the thing that I was getting caught up on that my friend really helped me work through was this feeling of, and maybe I talked about this a little bit last time, I was taking some notes on it, but excuse me, it's this feeling of wanting to feel important or wanting to feel significant that I think is, is very, it can be really powerful. And that can be something that can be an incredible motivator. And that's one of the reasons why I think we want to feel, why people, why men in particular have like tried to chase immortality for so long and want legacy in these things is to feel like, I think I touched a little bit on this last week too, is so that you feel, we don't want, we want to feel significant. But that feeling of being enough without, out those things, I think, has been challenging for me, especially in terms of the music. So I was saying before, the expectations and age, etc. That I just find it interesting that in terms of creating art or or pursuing a life of art, wondering if that if that alone is valid right trying to be a musician or a rapper singer whatever is it's almost like stripping the money away from it or the success away from it if that 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 is still a worthwhile endeavor because in my mind sometimes I'll feel like like man I'm 30 still trying to be a rapper that's kind of crazy like that's I was talking to my friend this last week who was a doctor and 
she's like saving lives and shit. And I'm like, I'm still trying to be a rapper. Like, it's just kind of this crazy disconnect where I'm like, I just question, I have a lot of that doubt that, that bubbles up a lot. And then sometimes I'll, I'll be working on a song or something and feel so in the moment. It feels almost godlike. Like that's my connection right to big guns upstairs. You know what I mean? And I'm like, man, there isn't anything else I'd rather be doing than this. But it's that constant kind of cycle and, and dance between the doubt and that feeling like true calling that I I do question sometimes in terms of like, am I, is this am I, am I wasting, is this like at some point do I need to just like quote unquote grow up and scrap it and be like, okay, let me go get a big boy job or is is this cool that I feel like if I'd had some sort of quote unquote other type of success, I'd feel just more validated in that regard. That's like, okay, this is the right path rather than just trusting, learning more to just trust the feeling that like this, that getting that feeling is enough. That is enough of a sign that it, this is worthwhile rather than it needing the external. It's like you go to, I don't know, some big DJ's house or something like, okay, obviously this is this dude because he's fucking killing it. But then you can have musicians like Avicii or guys like Anthony Bourdain, like these people who are killing it and they're still unhappy that obviously the, those, those, there's a disconnect there between that, that success and, and what's going on you know, in your, in your brain. And also seeing this Kanye documentary too, like how he's sometimes just so unhappy and off the rails. And even right now with all the stuff he's going through at the time of this recording, even, and it's like, it's Kanye, you know what I mean? Like one of the greatest of all time, one of the, I think he's one of the richest men in the U.S. Like, it's just crazy. So there's, there's this real kind of self-reckoning that I've been working on going through that, my friend this last weekend really helped me process was that my my reality is mine alone and that because I was asking I was like so what's the point right if Kanye is unhappy if he did it all and he's still unhappy like what's even the point of like just of even like trying you know and that's if, you know, to try to remove the ego, I was like, so if it's not to be, so, you know, just kind of getting a little bit lost in it, that, that sort of cycle of negative thinking. And she, she really helped me bring it back down to earth that the, everyone's reality is different, that maybe my destiny wasn't to be Kanye, that my destiny was just to be Kia and that the real beauty is in just like chopping wood carrying water and in that analogy of just like of just doing the work of the simple act of doing the work which is something that I've talked about a lot on here this is not a new idea but I lose sight of it so often just the act alone is enough the feeling when like I was saying feeling that connection to music is enough and that the point is to continue to progress with it to to find ways to hone the skills i've started singing lessons and I'm, I'm like diving back into learning more about mixing and i'm learning a new software right now to how to make beats it's and it's really hard and a lot of days i don't want to do it and it doesn't work and i make shitty beats and it is what it is but then some days I, yesterday i had like a great day and those are the days when like it makes it all worth it and i think that that's 
that's the real power of this whole thing of stripping away other people's success because I'm not them, you're not them. Stripping away what you quote unquote feel like you should be doing at a certain age. Eminem just came out with like a new song with Dr. Dre. And listen, Eminem is like one of the greatest of all time, but I think he's like 49. And so I was like, that's cool. Like I'm probably going to still be rapping at 49. You know, like if he's still rapping at 49, like if people are rapping at 49, I'm probably going to be rapping at 49, you know, and that that is cool because it doesn't mean, even though it's like, of course it's Eminem. So he's like doing it. If I'm 49 and I'm rapping and I still have no like success to show from it, like the point isn't that the the lack of success makes it meaningless, right? It's like that I just enjoy rapping, so at 49 I'm gonna be rapping, and that that sort of is like just chop wood, carry water, trust the process piece has been has really helped me lock in, and it's so easy to say and so easy to take for granted that that. The point isn't to be a Kanye. The point is to, that this is a short life. I was blessed with a very incredibly lucky life. And to to give the world my music and then also to give back with, with teaching and talking about creativity and these other, these other wanting to share these blessings at the same time. And I think for me, when I think about one of the things about achievement that I am so... That I, that I lust after so much is the idea of being able to get there and then to be able to like be in a position of authority or a position of power where I could put other people on and do do things for other people that I get really excited about. And so that's when I'm like, man, it would be cool to be able to do things at the next level at some point. Obviously, I'm not quite there yet, but at this point, I can still give what I can give. Talking about ideas, creativity with y'all. The beat school, doing that, even if it's not necessarily in a monetary point yet. And that for me at the same time too really helped. Like thinking about, it minimized my problems so much. Like just to not think about why am I here and just to be like, who can I help? Like what can I do for other people that that immediately made everything feel better because it just it, it's like then I, I still also feel more purpose driven in that regard. It's like not just to make music that nobody hears. It's like, yeah, there's there 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 is a lot of shit to do in this world and in this life that I that I have the power and 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 the capabilities right now to be able to give back. That that was really, really powerful. And got me excited about I still sometimes have a hard time bringing myself to to shoot YouTube videos, but I'm working on that. Anyways, so that's one piece of it, right? It's just getting lost in that process of the chop wood, carry water. Another thing that I've been thinking about, I heard this podcast with a psychologist that was really powerful this last week. And I think part of it is, I've talked about this before, is this balance between peace, stillness, being comfortable, and also being stagnant. And I've been trying to think of a good word for the year. I had a podcast with Franny a couple weeks ago, and she has a word of the year. It's like, what's a good word of the year? And I listened to this podcast with this guy who's talking about self-actualization and transcendence. And I was like, that sounds super rad. But I still, I don't feel like I'm quite at the point where I'm like transcending yet. Like I'm still kind of on that journey. 
But one thing that he talked about that really resonated with me was this idea of having courage to choose the, the hard option, to go for it before you're ready. And when I think about it, I every job I've ever had, when I quit the job, I quit the job probably six months too late, like by the or a year too late. By the time I was quitting, I already knew it in my mind. When I finally realized I needed to quit, I was like, oh, wow, I'm behind the eight ball. Like I should have done this ages ago. And my friend, I was telling you about Marina, who's here. We were talking this last week about this. She had a job for a long time teaching English. And then she, during the pandemic, something happened and she lost the job. And then within like two weeks, she had another better job. And my point is, she could have gotten that better job probably months, if not years before. But you need that kind of kick in the ass to go for it. And so I think for me, it's really internalizing that learning to be uncomfortable, learning to be comfortable with the uncomfortable and to not have everything planned out, to not have it all figured out. And that's actually when you're ready. By the time you've got all the pieces dialed in, it's too late. And really internalizing that in terms of my own adventure, upcoming adventure with this move back to the States to pursue some sort of a music career, at least try it, experiment with it. Then I'm going back to Medellin for a bit, the safe move. But this kind of rustling inside of me, this kind of mm, calling to my spirit, the stirring of my spirit to feeling like I kind of want to, I want that challenge. I want that to, it's, but it's scary because again, it's expensive. I don't have, I have some savings, not a ton of savings with the money I'm making now. It's probably not super sustainable for like years and years, but I have enough that I could at least try it. And to like just go for it because this version of homeostasis for Kia, this nomad version, is one that I know the ins and outs of. And it's one that I know all the pieces. I know how to navigate. I know the game. But because I think the way that our brains work, I'm, I lack so much information of what that other life could be that I can't actually have an accurate processing of an equation of what that life could be, if that makes sense. I'm going to phrase it again. That was terribly inaccurate. I apologize. Pretty much, you don't know what you don't know. So in my mind, what I do know are things like prices, how much things cost, blah, 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 like the very, the numbers, the factual piece that that makes me scared because being like, oh, wow, this is expensive, blah, blah, blah. It's hard to swing it compared to there's this X factor of the potentiality of what could happen. There's all these pieces of what life would actually look like trying it there that are totally unknown. And so when I do the equation in my mind of it's like, okay, staying nomad or giving something a shot in LA, Atlanta, Miami, there's, I'm lacking so much information on this side of the equation that it's not even like, it doesn't actually count as like a real, an accurate equation because there's no, there's no way for me to be able to predict the things that could potentially happen other than just going for it. And the same with the nomad journey. When I first started four years ago, right? I had a thousand dollars, I think in my bank account, but I just trusted I'd be able to figure it out. And I was so unhappy. Things were so 
I was in such a uncomfortable spot that that really was a motivator. And I think that that that's where pain can be the best teacher. I think sometimes the, some of the most important lessons in my life, moments in my life have been motivated through pain because it's that it's sometimes that real kick in the ass that you need. And I think that that's where I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I can feel myself inching towards it that like by the time I do it, I can already tell I'm going to be there and be like, yeah, I should have done this a year ago. You know, like I can already tell that it's time, even though I don't have it all figured out yet. And again, I might fall, fall flat on my face, but that's the whole point is that there's there's a real beauty, I think, in at least just throwing a wrench in things and having the courage to choose the hard option even when you don't have all the pieces. And that's what I'm really learning how to do. How to how to jump before I got my, you know, oxygen tank and everything ready, just to jump and then figure it out on the fly enough money that I could at least swing it for a while. Worst is I move back and then I start again. You know, it's 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 not fatal. You do things enough you realize it's not fatal and there's a real power in proving that to yourself. And I I'm at that point I think I need to to to, to do it again. So that's my little my little rant for today. I know that that was a little bit all over the place, but uh, you know, there's a real I think beauty in embracing the process, chopping wood, carrying water. That that is kind of the game, the process, being the persistence of chopping wood and carrying water, not giving up, and just realizing that that process in itself, the feeling of doing it, is enough. That it doesn't need the external factors, although those. That would help, you know what I mean? Would help a little bit, I'm not going to lie to you. But still, it is what it is. And then that expectations versus reality, right? What is life actually? And how to appreciate this life and and for what it is. And rather than what I thought it would be, thought it could be. Because that I think those expectations have always almost rob you of the beautiful pieces of the moment say I was talking to a friend about this too if there's like she, she was she had a friend who wanted to go to a certain party and instead they went to another party and then she was like bummed the whole time because they didn't go to the first one and it's like there could have been really cool things going on over at this party and I feel like right now I'm at a party and I wanted to go to another party and it's like how come I'm not at another party and just keep getting kind of bent out of shape about why I'm not over there when it's like there's a beautiful party happening right here baby it's a beautiful party happening right here that I need to that I, that I think I'm 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 really finally getting in tune with and and getting in touch with and, and coming to peace with of of this version of me whether it's where I wanted to be or not and and using that as motivation to kick my ass for the next decade and to also really be appreciative of this party because there's there's a lot of people that ain't partying you know what I mean and that's that's a fact. And so this is a beautiful, a beautiful party to be at and feel unfortunate. And again, this is not something that comes easily. It's, I think this is a point of the whole David Foster Wallace. This is water, uh, speech, which you haven't heard. You should. It's amazing. And I come back to that all the time of you have to choose. This is a choice. This is a practice of gratitude, of being present, of being still, of being in the moment. It's not our default setting, but it's like a muscle. You work at it and you get better at it like anything else. And 
So here I am. I'm putting the work in, training at the gym, training my mind, and continuing to grow because what else are we going to do? Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you made it this far, you're a real one. I appreciate y'all. Check in a week. Peace.